Alrighty, yo, what's going on, y'all? The Notorious Sports Podcast is here, and this is our 24th episode, RIP Kobe Bryant. And we got a jam-packed episode today. This is this is going to be so much fun, just because it, it's, it's going to be an episode where we're just flinging thoughts to each other back and forth and just chopping it up, doing it, doing what we do so y'all can get a little taste of what we're like off the mic, essentially, because this is literally our life. We do the same thing all the time, but you know what I mean? This is going to be a good episode. I can't wait to get into it. I'm going to kick it to Ant so we can run down the show, and we're just going to get right into it. Hey, y'all. How's it going? Feels like it's been a minute. I've missed you guys talking on the mic, talking sports. Well, there's a little bit of stuff that happened this week and some <laughs> things that are going to happen this week. So we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals. That's primarily going to be our discussion. We're probably just going to bounce some thoughts off each other, what we saw, what we think. Me and Dame kind of talked about it a little bit, but I know he's going to disagree with some of the stuff I have to say. Uh, we're going to talk about the World Series. We're down to the final four teams. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. It shouldn't be too, too long. Uh, we're going to talk about UT football uh, for all the Horn listeners um, and all the Texas people that are fans of our show here. And then lastly, we're going to talk about just the NFL, bounce some thoughts off each other, talk about some injuries, key injuries, how it's going to affect different teams, stuff like that. Um, what do you want to start with? Baseball? Yeah. Because that should be the quickest. Um, go ahead. So right now, as of this episode, uh, the Rays are up 3-0, and the Braves are up 2-0. Uh, and that's why I think it's going to be in the World Series. are going to be the Rays and the Braves. Uh, I'll actually be attending a game of the World Series. I'll be attending game four, uh, and I cannot wait for that. Uh, when the Yankees lost, which broke my heart, I instantly put on Twitter, this is who I'll be going for. And it's Ronald Acuna and the Atlanta Braves. And I think they're going to pull it out. Uh, I was a bit surprised because the Dodgers have probably the best bullpen uh, of all the remaining teams. But, man, he they they – those bats for Atlanta are just heating up. Their bullpen looks nice. Um, they're just playing top-tier baseball right now, and I think they'll be in Dallas with your boy, uh, you know, come come World Series time. I, I can't wait. Um, and then as far as Tampa Bay, man, that series with the Yanks killed me, man. It broke my heart. I was pretty upset after the Yankees lost. I didn't think I didn't think the Yankees would lose that game just because Garrett Cole pitching – I thought the bats would would be able to heat up and get us more than one single run, um, and unfortunately that didn't happen. But the Rays are on fire. Uh, I believe it's Randy Arena is his name. He just killed the Yankees, killed them. Oh my goodness! Uh, and he's still hot right now. They're they're destroying the Astros right now, and um, you know it'll be a good that'll be a very good World Series. I see the Braves winning that in seven. Uh, I think it will go seven games because the Rays are a very well balanced team. Uh, they have uh, what's the name Charlie Morton. They got Blake Snell um, and Tyler Glass now. They can all deal, man. There, there's some. They, oh my goodness, Glass now is so underrated. He has he has like a broken um, finger or something like that that never healed right. And so uh, one of his pitches always throws. Uh, one I, forgot, I think it was the changeup or the slider. He can throw it with ease better. Uh, he can throw it with ease because of his fingers messed up. Um, but man, he can he can freaking deal, man. I I think the Braves will will take it out though. I think they'll pull it out because I think what I'm seeing right now from Atlanta was I think the Dodgers were the best team left in the playoffs. Um, and I think if Atlanta can get through them, I think they can get through anybody. 
But Tampa Bay is so well-balanced as well, and they're such a good team. They have bats, and they have some of the best pitching in the game. Um, I think it'll go seven games for sure. I mean, for the semifinals to be this lopsided as far as the 3-0 and 2-0, I mean, right when we're we're having to be recording, uh, made this pretty easy, I think, as well. It's going to be the Rays and the Braves in the finals, or World Series, rather. Uh, (laughs) You good. But... Um, the World Series, I I think it's gonna go to seven, but I think it go either way for the same reasons you were saying is that that the the Rays are definitely here for a reason. Uh, like you said, they have bats, they got a good bullpen, great pitching. Um, I I really just think it is gonna depend on which bat, which team's batters are hotter during that game seven. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, so I think it go either way. Um, I'm gonna pick the Rays though. Just to, be uh. on the, just to be on a different side than you. <laughs> but, yeah. Godly, man. Oh, we'll have an episode here um, after all this is over. And uh, I would love to talk some, some Yankees baseball. About five minutes to just speak my mind. You know, empty my heart. But we'll do that another time. <laughs> kind of <laughs> like I did last I have, yeah. episode with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I just let you have the floor, brother. I was like, you just do your thing, man. One and four. <laughs> hey, I... I I knew y'all were gonna get the dub. I knew I, I'm coming off coming, you know, playing. Y'all just had y'all just had to play a horrible team, you know. But I I knew coming off coming off firing your coach, that team was gonna be fired up. Yeah. Um, if you want, we can just kind of start talking about football. Yeah, since we're right here, yeah. um, I'll leave the Texans portion to you because I would like to hear your thoughts on that. But overall, Seattle looks amazing so far, uh, being undefeated. Russell Wilson looks amazing. Um, you picked him for MVP, correct? I believe you did. Yes. I'm not upset at that, and he's proving you very, very right so far. I love how DK Metcalf has looked. He's looked just as good as I thought he would be. And uh, overall, I'm really, really surprised with how good Oakland also looks. The Oakland Raiders. or the I'm sorry, Vegas. Las Vegas Raiders, my fault. The Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I'm so amazed with how good they look. I haven't been the biggest John Gruden guy. Um, you know, I was pretty skeptical when they did bring him in on a 10-year deal. But, man, he has he has made an elite offensive team. I mean, these guys don't have crazy playmakers on the outside. They have Darren Waller, who's a very good player. He's a, he's a, good, uh, he's a good threat um, as a tight end. He can kind of get you in all three levels of the passing game. Uh, very athletic. Josh Jacobs is another good player. Uh, Henry Ruggs, I feel like they don't really use him too often. They kind of really use him in a, in a little less role of like Deshaun Jackson where he just takes the top off a of defense. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's fast like that, but Henry Ruggs can do more than that. Uh, but they put up points, man. They can score. Derek Carr looks good. Um, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed with, with Las Vegas. I was about to call him Oakland again. I can feel it slipping out of my tongue. Uh, and then also, too, I mean, just talk about Dak. Yeah. Before we get into the Texans and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just want to point out. Um, I I do agree that Russell Wilson looks good, but I don't think he played a very good game this week, except for the final drive. Yeah. It, it felt like a very, whoa. Yeah. And I was like, wait, he is still just a guy. He's <laughs> not like, he d- he just didn't seem like he was hitting like he wasn't hitting guys in stride late. I don't I don't know what was going on with him, but I mean, obviously. <laughs> Like Pete Carroll said in the locker room, you can't win the game in the fourth, first quarter, but you can win in the fourth. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. 
Um, and then as far as uh, the Raiders, um, I honestly – I was thinking the other day um, – I think it was when I was at work on a Sunday, I was thinking I was like – could the Chiefs le- – I was like, what team is legitimately going to beat the Chiefs? Because I was like, I don't think in our lifetime we're ever going to see a team go undefeated. Like, in football, it's so tough because it's such a week-to-week sport um, as far as injuries, health of players go. And I'm like, I'm trying to think, like, put together a team that could beat them. And then Vegas beat them this week. I was like, well, there goes that <laughs> thought out the window. But Vegas saved me some late nights thinking about who was going to beat the Chiefs <laughs> this year. Um, I was going to add to that point with the, speaking on the Chiefs. Um, I guess the only way you can truly beat Kansas City is you can't go into the game saying, "Okay, we're going to stop Patrick Mahomes. We're going to limit this offense to seventeen points." Uh, you're gonna you have to go into a game understanding like, "Hey, they're going to score three touchdowns minimum on minimum. us, minimum." Uh, it's going to be in the 20s minimum. And you have to go into that game trying to attack them right back, hit them right back in the mouth. Because that defense, I understand they have Chris Jones, uh, they have Frank Clark. You know, I understand that um, that their defensive line, you know, they have those two they, those two horses. They have Tyron Matthew on the back end. Uh, but the linebacking core and the corners can be beat. And that's without question. How you beat the Chiefs is you keep – Pat Mahomes off the field, and that's yeah. exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. The time of possession was 35 minutes to 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. You had a 10 yeah. more minutes. That's 10 less minutes he has to work with. And, yeah. they, and not only that, but you have to capitalize in each of those possessions, and that's exactly what Oakland did. Or and, yeah, uh, Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like you said, time of possession is huge, and you have to capitalize on opportunities. You have no room for error against Kansas City. Yeah. None. Because your one mistake, Pat Mahomes, one play, touchdown. There you go. Now you're down. You went from up three. Up four, up six, now you're down one. <laughs> yeah, I, I know about errors against Kansas City. You don't, you don't have to tell me any of that. <laughs> but I would – Uh, or what were you going to say? Um, I was going to ask if you were done talking about the Raiders and the Chiefs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to talk about um, the Panthers, surprisingly. And like Teddy B. They, they actually look good. Yep. Uh, without Christian McCaffrey, which really, really surprised me. Um, it makes me think how good this team is going to be when he comes back because obviously he's 99 mad for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he's he's that guy for a reason. Um, but, I mean, Robbie Anderson had a good week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, w- I was always kind of saying – I was saying that's where I wanted him to go before they released Cam Newton. I was like, finally get Cam Newton another threat. But then they decided to go another way. And, I mean, hey, it worked. Yeah. I would like to add with the Panthers, too. I have a couple of thoughts because some of their personnel ties in with other other teams, players, other players. Um, so they drafted a guy named Jeremy Chin, who I really liked coming out. Um, he was he's a hybrid safety linebacker. He's more of a strong safety who can play in the box, play a linebacker role, uh, cover tight ends, you know, stuff like that. He's not a free safety. He doesn't have range um, to be your know your cover one safety. But he looks great, right? Uh, the Arizona drafted Isaiah Simmons. Right, a guy who was he supposed to have gone top well, five. We, he should have. He was going to be in a role similarly to Chin, except unlike Chin, he has sideline to sideline range. Right, Isaiah Simmons mm-hmm. has barely seen the field through five weeks. I believe he's played under like sixty snaps throughout mm-hmm. all five games. Chin has been 
a workhorse for that defense and has played very well, along with um, Derek Brown, who I was a bit shocked that he went so high that he, like he did. But I know some Carolina fans wanted Okuda or they wanted him to make a move uh, to get Okuda, something like that. They were upset with the Derek Brown pick. Derek Brown looks fine, as does Jeremy Chin. Isaiah Simmons, not so much. I'm not saying I don't uh, believe in him, but he has some he has some room to he has some room to grow. Uh, his his IQ in the open field, like when it comes to defense tackling, identifying angles, um, filling gaps, stuff like that. He's a step behind, mm-hmm. and I'm just surprised with how good you know Carolina's done thus far, because. Uh, I'm not sure if they have a winning record or not, but what I do know is I didn't think this offense would be would be able to put up points or get chunk plays, and Robbie Anderson's done that for them. He had eight receptions for like yeah. 120 yards. Yeah, and and I understand Rob, Robbie Anderson, you know, speed guy, um, stuff like that. But without McCaffrey, without that first, you know, the two levels of of your offense essentially gone, man, that makes it all but harder to get you know the deep passing game going. And it's like Robbie Anderson, man, just turns it up another another notch. And Teddy B. Shout out to him doing what he does, just managing the game, uh, taking what the defense gives him, but keeping them honest by being able to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, And that's the issue that I have with Drew Brees, which, you know, we can kind of segue into it really quick. Um, the fact that I was actually surprised that they came back against L.A. Uh, because an offense like that, that legitimately has next to nothing when it comes to stretching the field, uh, the deep passing game, it's hard to come down, to come back, you know, two, three possessions down. And they did it, and I'll give them props for that. Uh, albeit, there was a lot of L.A. Chargers shooting themselves in the foot, and ultimately they should have won that game. But I'm not going to discredit what he did, but what I am going to say is, man, Drew Brees in 2020 looks very scary right now. Uh, he's unable to push the ball down the field. Everything is is a flat or a slant. It's There's no versatility. There's no dynamic aspect. And I think that's why you see a lot of Taysom Hill on second down and third down is because they need some sort of of pop in the offense. They need something that keeps the defense honest and that keeps the defense on high alert. Because if these corners, if these defenses come into games and say, hey, we're just going to play man coverage across the board, we're going to play man coverage, we're going to send five or six at you every time, that's a bad recipe for New Orleans, especially without Michael Thomas. Um, and we don't know if Michael Thomas is even going to come back uh, anytime soon because he just got into a fight with a teammate. This past week, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That's so why they, yeah, that's, that's why he didn't play. Yeah, he's he's healthy. He literally didn't play because he got into a fight with a teammate. Yeah, and they were like, we no. like, no, we don't need that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but shout out, and I'll do, you know, adding before you know, I want because I want you to talk long about the Texans. If you want to say something, go ahead, bro. Uh, I'm not trying to stop you. Now, uh, no, I would just say that Justin Herbert. I mean. I think when we first started talking about quarterbacks, I was like, Justin Herbert could very well be the best quarterback coming out of this draft. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, he's in a little bit better situation than Joe Burrow, who I was actually going to ask you about. Um, But, I mean, four touchdowns on Monday Night Football, great start. I I think he was the first rookie to throw four, four touchdowns on a Monday Night Football game. And one of them was pretty nice. He kind of looked like a different quarterback at that position in that division. But I'm just some guy, you know. <laughs> um, but what did you think about, uh, or what do you think about Joe Burrow through five weeks? How's he looking? I'm happy. 
If I'm if I'm Cincinnati, I'm happy. I take that all day, any day of the week. I finally have a starter. Do, do you trade AJ Green? Yeah. 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 AJ AJ, despite what you know, many people who I hate to sound arrogant, but kind of don't really watch. AJ's looked very bad when on the field. He's uh, his effort isn't there. He looks like he's lost a step uh, when it comes to his actual route running ability and his ability to speed up, speed down, uh, accelerate, decelerate, in and out of break, stuff like that. He looks very uninterested um, in this offense right now. He hasn't been getting the, the the targets he would normally be used to if Andy Dalton was there. Dalton used to love to just force feed him. Burrow's actually been feeding Tyler Boyd a lot more. Um, I know T. Higgins had a, had a, a good game, I believe it was a couple weeks ago. It was week three, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is coming to a youth movement, and I feel like A.J. Green is kind of getting pushed out of the way. Um, I mean, that's fine. I know I saw a little clip on, on the internet the other day where he's on the sideline and he says, if, if you're not going to use me, just trade me. Um, I would honor that if I was Cincinnati. He's, get a, get yeah. a pick for him. Yeah, I mean, it's AJ Green's not going to push you over the top. AJ Green's not going to get you to the playoffs. Uh, and that's not a year. this is not a year where you expected that either. So yeah. I'm happy with Joe Burrow. I'm happy with what he's shown. Um, really just poised in the pocket, calm, cool, collected. Similarly to my guy Justin Herbert, and I, I feel like he's also very confident. Like when you hear the mic'd up moments of like mm-hmm. him talking to the officials, be like, "Yeah, I'm still not sure if I like this whole sliding thing." But <laughs> then talking to talking, he feels perfectly confident talking to the other team, being like, "Yeah, I'm not letting y'all hit me no more." <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, and then I guess talk about the Cowboys, then going to the Texans. Yeah, unless you want to say anything about the Redskins. Nah, or the Washington football team? Oh, Washington football team. <laughs> I'm telling you, one of these, like, soon I need to go back through all the episodes and, like, clip everything. Like, yeah. Times we messed up. Yeah. That'd <laughs> be funny. And see, like, how much time we could come up with. <laughs> uh, as far as Washington, the state of Washington in this next minute, basically, um, they need to honor Dwayne Haskins' trade request if it's true that he actually did request a trade. Um, Coming into the year, I was very high on Haskins. And I'm not saying he's not going to be, you know, he won't be successful. But I believe if you've watched his play on the field and you've paid attention to other quarterbacks around the league, everything like that, he's about a, a year and a half to two years away from actually becoming a starter should he improve and get to that level. It's a two-year project, in my opinion. Um, and if he wants out, then give him his, you know, grant him his, grant him his you know, wish. Uh, as far as Kyle Allen, he moved the ball well against L.A. Um, he only had, I believe, it was four drives. You know what I mean? It's I'm not expecting Kyle Allen to be Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alex Smith played. That was phenomenal. That was great. I just don't want him to see the f- field again for a minute. Um, obviously, he looked like he hasn't played football in 700 days. And I don't want it, that risk of him getting hurt. I mean, obviously, I know it's very, 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 very unlikely. He re-injures that leg. But... I don't want to take that risk. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, shout out to Terry McLaurin, though, and Antonio Gibson. They look phenomenal. Shout out to um, Bo- Morgan Moses for looking for playing very, very well. Um, and then as well as I'll just give two final shout outs. Shout out to Chase Young. He's looked amazing. Kel- Kendall Fuller's looked amazing. Uh, and lastly, my boy Montez Sweat making an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess we want to talk about the Cowboys, how their, how their season's looking. Um, I mean, from – Anyone who's a sports fan, we all kind of saw what happened to Dak on Sunday. Um, first of all, just prayers up to him and his family. 
Um, but kind of what I kind of agreed with what Stephen A was saying, and I kind of think this is the reason Dak should have signed us a um, contract this last off season is this game you never know especially a, as a mobile quarterback i would say is that that has the ability to scramble out of the pocket you never know what's going to happen to you on that field so this is a th- this is the reason i see that he should have taken a little bit of like the less money he thought he deserved maybe it w- whether it be a million or two million less a year but now he's not guaranteed money after this season right nope so and we know we don't know how like like what degree of injury it is to his ankle um if it's just a clean break or what other damage there is around ligaments and muscles and everything down there so yeah uh, i understand that viewpoint the only thing with me that i that i push back on is jerry's worked worked around everyone's demands financially when it comes to every other member of this team um he's overpaid three players on his roster in Ezekiel Elliott, DeMarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith um that offensive line he's shelled out money like nobody's business now he offered his quarterback the most important position on the field a top 11 player at his position in my opinion he offered him below market value because 33 million is not market value for a quarterback um he offered him below market value and gave him guarantees that after you add it up is essentially like him playing on this year's tag and next year's tag and that's it Obviously, that's a stupid deal for Dak because he could say, obviously, like, you know, you think about it in principle, oh, I signed a contract, oh, well, I have this money guaranteed. In reality, he's like, why would I do that when, number one, he's never gotten hurt to this point. Mm-hmm. He's only been playing better. He's only gotten better statistically. You know what I mean? Jerry might throw the wins at him, but Dak has a rebuttal for that as well. Uh, he can just say, you know, you haven't put all the proper pieces around me while, you know, you weren't spending money like that, da da da. But back to my original point. He didn't take care of Dak then. It would have been a dumb a decision, in my opinion, for Dak to sign that deal when looking at it, hey, if I just sign next year's tag, I just made the same amount of money. Yeah. Now, now if I sign this deal after, you know, we're, we're two years into it, okay, the next three seasons, they can just cut me for no reason. Like If he broke his ankle, you know, two years from now again, if he was in this situation, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we don't, uh, we can't take that risk, just cut him. And they don't lose money on it, he doesn't get paid, and he's out of luck. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know someone will sign him for you know a one-year deal, but it's the NFL, man. It's a it's it's a business, and if they're gonna look at it as a business, then you can understand Jerry's side, but you can also very well once you look at the numbers, the logistics of it, you can understand Dax. Yeah. Um, it stinks though, man. It stinks. I, I'm. Yeah, I, I was pretty upset. Uh, I was pretty upset when you know this first, you know when Dak first got injured. I was like, man, I can't believe this. Like the worst possible scenario, but. Praise the Dak man, and uh, should Dallas not look at re-signing him, I'd bring him to Washington in a heartbeat. I think there's a lot of teams. I think Jacksonville will jump at him oh, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, no knock at, knock at Gardner Minshew, but he's not top eleven. Any any team that has a doesn't have that top twelve level quarterback that Dak is, I think they would jump on him pretty pretty easily. Indianapolis, the Colts, Th- they would would know. with since Doo Rivers is there and been playing horrible. I, I don't want him in my division. Please, <laughs> please sign him back. <laughs> I don't need that. Um, but I, I guess that kind of leads into Texans, man. Go ahead, man. Floor is yours, brother. I mean, I don't have too much to say. It's just like it's it's 
I, and it's yes, it's against Jacksonville, but it's like the the team just looked better. It's I understand we had a difficult schedule, but it's like Pittsburgh's a team that on on paper I believe we should have beat. Um, I think we should have contested contended contested more with the Ravens and the Vikings. We should have beat the Vikings too. Um, it's just I I felt like the play calling was a little like better a little bit obviously. Um, Romeo Cronell has been there. It feels like forever. Um, and I mean the 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 environment around the team just seemed better. Like Deshaun said he was doing an interview and he walked back in and one of his teammates uh, was like, you just miss coach dancing. It, like coach was dancing in the middle of the locker room. Um, and I, I just think it's good to see uh, players being more relaxed and happier in, in, in Houston since they are, I still think a contending team because they're one and four. Jacksonville's one and four. The Colts don't look great. The only team would be the Titans. Yeah. But I mean, we play the Colts twice more, or twice this year. We play Jacksonville again. Um, we can. I, we should beat the Titans once, and then we got a b- couple other teams on the schedule. I think we can beat and still be in for the w- wild card spot. Um, and and I haven't lost hope yet. <laughs> that we can we can make that wild card spot that because th- I think I had us winning the division again, um. I don't think that's gonna happen based off how Tennessee's playing. Um, but I I will say I want Deshaun to relax a little bit, in the sense that he threw two picks against Jacksonville. Yeah, like Jacksonville's not the team that you throw two picks against. Um. I, I, that's still been a little bit of the problem I have with him, but I mean it's not a big issue. It's more of like the he's while he's scrambling, he may, he's still looking, obviously keeping his eyes up. He wants to make the play because he believes he can, which I believe he can, ninety percent of the time. But that other ten percent of the time, I'd rather him just throw the ball away. Um, but Brandon Cooks looked good. Uh, I was excited when we brought him in in the first place. I thought he was he was a good fit next to. DeAndre, but <laughs> uh, that didn't work out. But I mean, eight receptions, 161 yards, and a touchdown. I'll take. Yep. Um, Fells had a touchdown as well. Um, he looked good. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what to do um, from a fan perspective. Uh, as far as David Johnson goes, because he played better, but it's still not. I don't f- know if it's as influential as we expected it to be, um, and I don't really know where to move from there because you did get you gave up DeAndre Hopkins for him, so you have to do something with it, um, and I don't know if there's any value you can get for. Um, David Johnson that can even potentially get you somewhere like as far as picks go because I don't know that you're obviously not going to trade for a player um, that can impact your team for uh, David Johnson but you could get picks but I don't I don't know if this Texans team is going to do too too many trades without a full-time GM so yeah David Johnson just 
he's just capped out at this point, bro. I mean, 17 carries, 96 yards, no touchdowns, no rushing touchdowns by the Texans. Deshaun Demon to run one in. It was three three touchdown passes. But like he offers like such little versatility, like to your offense, and for an offense like yours that is really just vanilla, and it's gonna be vanilla until you get an an, an offensive mind in there. It's gonna be this way. Um. And like you said, the team responded so well to Bill O'Brien being let go, um, and that's a good thing to see. It shows that your your players are united as one. So I'd be pretty optimistic if I was you. I I don't know if y'all will make the playoffs because man, one in what are y'all one in three, one in four, one in four. That's a tough start to. That's a tough start to. But Bill no more overcome. <laughs> one in four, Bill no more. So you're right. Any anything anything's possible, as Kevin Garnett said. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, but I, I haven't lost hope yet. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. I know they can hear me. But, yeah, man, I guess. Um, but I do like the, as far as the receiving core, I do like that it, if we get an offensive mind in there. I, I yeah. think I think this, this week was with the very, like you said, vanilla offense can show you what this receiving core can do, this quarterback can do if an offensive mind gets plugged in. I agree 100%. I will I Y'all have some pe- y'all have some pieces. I'm not going to say y'all have nothing, but um there's definitely talent of some sort at the receiver spot. It's just a matter of getting these guys the ball. Yeah. Um giving Deshaun the time to get these guys yeah, the ball and putting them in positions to ex- uh, succeed. Mm-hmm. Because a guy like Wolf Fuller is really all he's been used in Houston is to run as fast as he can down the field. Yeah. Um, Randall Cobb, I st- while I'm I'm not a big fan of a big fan of his production in 2020, um, he can still get you timely first downs when need be. Mm. Brandon Cooks kind of does uh, same thing where he just he's just a burner. Um, Kenny Stills was kind of used in a plethora of ways in Miami and he's kind of disappeared. So yeah, I think I, I mean think he's more of like the it feels like he's more of like a fifth option now. Yeah, last year he was third. That's why he was so. Yeah, he was he was relevant running. in the offense, but I mean now the with the breakout season Fells had last year, it's just I I can get it to a guy that's six seven, yeah, on the uh, and move he can he can move yeah um so and I mean Will Fuller Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks are above him yeah so good old Texans man. I don't know what to do. I'm speaking of, I mean, how, what are we at right now, time wise? Thirty, one. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna we're gonna do this quick before we close it out. With NBA. Speaking of Texas, we're just gonna keep it right here since we're in Houston. We're gonna go to Austin. UT lost to OU. I told y'all last episode. Should UT lose, Tom Herman will be gone by the end of the year, and that will happen. I guarantee you, he'll be gone. You lose to an unranked opponent again. You you shouldn't have even been in that game if it wasn't for Sam Ellinger uh, putting on a great performance in the run game, not necessarily the passing game. Uh, it's been you know his tenure during his his time in uh, in, in a Longhorns uniform has been he's an outstanding runner of the football, but a mediocre thrower of the football. And uh, UT once again comes out flat. You don't know what UT team you get week in and week out, and that's subject of bad coaching. That's all bad coaching. 
It's not getting your guys rolled up. It's not getting your guys correct throughout the week, throughout preparation. Um, if it was a lack of talent, a lack of skill, you would see it. But considering you guys make games close late, the talent's there. You're just not prepared. You're not doing your job. And that's all because of coaching. So, yeah, Herman should be out. You know who's top five right now? Who? UNC. Yeah, man. Mac Brown. <laughs> might have to call him up, man. <laughs> be like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah what, yeah, what, yeah. what five star? How many five star recruits UNC get? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you know, wasn't UT like ranked as one of the higher um, yeah, recruiting classes like th- every year? This recruiting class that's playing this year, that's a returning starter. Uh, that w- UT was, I think it was like 2018 class or 2019 class, uh, was like number one in the nation for UT. And now they're two and two, losing to back-to-back ranked opponents. Unranked. Unranked. I'm sorry. Unranked. It'd be different if it was two ranked opponents, yeah. to be honest. But I mean, oh, you look horrible with, with <laughs> the with the shortened kind of schedule. I mean, you can't afford losses like this. Um, I don't. I don't know if there's a chance for UT to to win the uh, conference anymore. Um, because you got to look at. Let me see. Iowa State's ranked, Kansas State's ranked. Those are two teams we normally are like, oh, we can beat them. But, I mean, we already played the unranked teams. Now we got to go and play the ranked teams that are in. Yep. Um, oh, Oklahoma State's seven. Yeah. Th- so there's that, too. And they'll spank them. They'll yeah. spank UT. Like, there's there's th- three unranked – or there's three ranked teams we haven't played yet, and we've already lost to two unranked teams in a season that you can't afford. You can If you want to win this – conference you have to win all but maybe one so all for ut is just an uphill battle um we'll see what sam can do see if to- coach tom can figure something out but you never know with UC- with ut that's all that's what i've learned growing up in austin is you, you never know take us back to the days of vince young and colt mccoy those were the good days but closing it out LeBron wins his fourth ring. NBA, NBA is over. I'm, that's <laughs> what I'm more upset about. As far as what, how it happened, that like dominant game six. I'm just basketball is over, man. I'll wait till January. Yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a bit upset like with that, but I'm just glad I don't have to watch like Danny Green play basketball anymore. <laughs> to be honest, like I'm. It was getting frustrating for me because I'm like, man, the Lakers are obviously the better team. They should have closed them out game five. Mm-hmm. Just tired of watching that. But enough with the people who um, aren't LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Jimmy Butler and all those. Though Jimmy Butler looked phenomenal. I'm going to A++'s performance in the finals. Uh, Anthony Davis, he's the top five player in the NBA. No questions asked in my opinion. LeBron's still the best player on the planet. Proves that in the finals. I um, would have loved to see a healthy Bam, though. Would have really liked to see that because I would have liked to see a healthy Heat team against this Laker team because of yeah. how, as far as the role players on the Lakers side that weren't showing up, Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, KCP played very good. Yeah, uh, Rondo played good for most games. Caruso was hit or miss. It was Caruso did what Caruso does. He goes yeah. in there, gets fouls, get, gets disturbs the other team's flow. Um, so I'm not mad, mad at him as far as it goes, but it's more like. I, I don't know. I mean, I know Lakers win, but I think it's a lot harder 
to win against a healthy Heat team than six. I think it's definitely seven games after seeing how that Heat team played not healthy. Yeah, and I'll applaud Jimmy Butler for that. Jimmy Butler looked great. Yeah, um, and to me, only haters will say he played ga- bad game six because the man literally played, what was it, four, 47? Bef- yeah. Or however many minutes. It, it was all but four minutes f- from between like games like two through five, I think. Yeah, it, and the game before it was like all but 45 seconds. Like yeah. they legit showed up that he played the full game because ESPN doesn't like – doesn't count like by seconds yeah so only haters will say that he didn't have a good closeout game like you can't you can't tell me he's just out of gas bro like like, i'm i'm tired yeah like i can't move i'm sorry (laughs) like yeah jimmy butler jimmy butler uh just a fantastic performance now me and Ann were discussing in the car about he where he ranks uh, among his peers, you know, top 10, top 15. Um, it's tough for me to put him in the top 10. I don't believe he's a top 10 player. Um, and as far as top 15 goes, that's also very, very tough for me. Um, but I'm not going to say he, – he's definitely a top 20 player for sure. Um, but top 10, top 15 is tough for me. Anthony has a differing opinion on that. Or a different opinion, rather. Yeah, for me, for me, he's definitely top fifteen after this performance. Um, he did things that only one other guy's done, and that being LeBron James in the finals. Um, I understand you can have a good series and still not be in a like a top player in this league, but I mean, he sh- he showed he has a, an ability to lead a team um, better than most guys in the league. Uh, and he uh, he he was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna guard LeBron and AD, and that's it. And I don't know if there's many guys that are capable of doing that, and many guys who are willing to do that for their team, especially in the finals, being the primary scoring option as as well as the primary um, defender on two of the best players on the planet. Uh, so if, if he can do something like this again, if the Heat can get to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, not even gonna mention that guy's coming back next year. <laughs> we know him too well in Austin, KD. Um, depending on how that Nets team d- d- does, um, what that Heat ke- team can bring in, because I do believe they have a little bit of cap space going into into this off season. They have to sign Goran for sure. Uh, I think that's a must until they can get a Tyler Hero a little bit more experience and Kendrick Nunn more experience, um, who also played phenomenal. Uh, Kendrick Nunn hadn't been playing, and um, he 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 turned it up. He turned it up when they when they needed him to, because um, he he really hadn't been playing since he got to the bubble. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, I. And then two Duncan Robinson, he had w- he had game five or he's seven of thirteen from three, and it's just like man, this 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 sh- shooting ability is just next level. And and the only two players that make more threes than him in an NBA Finals, do you know who it is? No. Ray Allen and Steph Curry. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Duncan Robinson, man. And Miami, shout out to Miami. I'll show them some love. Shout out to Miami's scouting department and their coaching. Uh, just huge, just testaments to, you know, their greatness is, are those two departments that, man, they got them all the way over here when they beat, yeah. super, you know, Superman teams, teams like teams like um, Milwaukee and Boston, you know, where, where going into you're like, oh, yeah, no, uh, they play Miami. Oh yeah, Miami will lose. No, Miami proved them all wrong. Me and Ann were actually ahead of the curve on that. You know, subtle, 
subtle uh, subtle flowers we're gonna give each other there. But <laughs> you know what I mean. The heat the heat played the heat played well, and I um I applaud him for that. Um, I'll let you close it out on the heat because I I need to talk about the Lakers really quick okay. too. Okay. Um. I saw on Twitter a dude did a really really early early power rankings, which I don't like already because we haven't even seen a free agency. Um, he had the Heat at the sixth seed, and I don't see the Heat outside of four, especially after this. Um, I understand KD KD's coming back, but we've already seen Philly's Philly's not that team that I'm scared of anymore. Um, the only three teams I can say are hands down. Um, going to outplay the Heat in regular season would be uh, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Nets. Um, I think they're pretty even with Toronto now, as far as um what we saw Toronto how how we saw Toronto kind of play, and also Marcus Gasol's leaving, so they're gonna have to find someone to fill that, those roles. It's not that big, but it's a veteran impact on that team. Um, so I think the Heat could very well be a top four, top three team in the what the East for. Years to come. For years to come, especially with how much young talent, how much scouting they have, how much time Spoles got left because he's 50 and we got plenty of time left with him. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the seat team can definitely contend for, for years to come, especially depending on what they can do. And I, I don't doubt that after this performance, there's plenty of guys that are going to want to play with Jimmy Butler, I think. 100%. 100%. Um. And then the Lakers, man. The Lakers. It started with hashtag AD on the way. Because AD was on the way. Y'all said the Clippers were better than the Lakers. Stupid. Hating. Stupid. Dumb. <laughs> Stupid. Went into the year, oh, Kawhi's this. Oh, LeBron's not that good. The man tore his groin. And y'all said, oh, he's not good. Oh, not good, not good, not good, not good. Sure, sure, bud. Who was it that was like Father Time's undefeated or whatever? It it was probably Max or some you Someone know Someone like that. Some national media guy that doesn't watch basketball. You know. <laughs> just stupid. And once again he proves you wrong. When LeBron said announced he was going to the Lakers, I said within three years they'd win a ring. He me won too. it in two. I said I have video of me saying that. They said, Oh, he's not gonna win. No, there's no way he's gonna win. No, he's not gonna win. Won it within two years. Miami won it in two years. LeBron went to the Lakers Cleveland. to set up stuff after this. Yeah, career. they said LeBron was going to be an actor. Stupid, stupid. Just like legitimately, that was like angles, and people believed that. You know what I mean? And he proves you wrong again. So keep on doubting him. And if he wins back to back, oh my goodness! It hypothetically, boys and girls, LeBron has two more years on his deal. If he signs a one plus one. I believe after this contract, he'll actually he won't be taking max money. I think he'll take less. He'll let AD get the max, and he'll actually take a lot less money to kind of surround another uh, player around him. Have him have him win one or two more rings, and this Jordan Lebron debate is gonna get very 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 uncomfortable for a lot of people that are over the age of thirty five. They're not gonna like it. Um, it's already to that point. They dismiss. They, you can dismiss Lebron's greatness all you want. At some point, it comes from being dismissive to just hating. And I feel like that's where a lot of people are coming from right now. LeBron did what he did. And AD, people said he was soft. They said that come playoff time, AD doesn't show up. AD, games one and two, was the best player on the floor. 
Imagine that. Dominant. They were just feeding him live. AD just with his big hand. Caught one dribble. Easy. And LeBron was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, and LeBron let, was let, like. Let me score 40. Well, well, the funny thing was Miami said, oh, no, no, no. Game th- What was it? Game three when they won, they were like, no, 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 no. The ball's in the air? No, we send in the double every time. <laughs> yeah. So they, they started doubling AD, and oh, my goodness, they brought that man out. 40. Easy. I'm glad we got to see Jimmy yeah. versus LeBron. Yep. 40. Easy. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I'm so happy, bro. I, I, I'd like to see how the Lakers honestly build on this team. I, I, I'd like to see what players they move off of this year. Because, yeah, you're a championship team. But you can always get better. Mm-hmm. Especially in this day and age of the NBA. Because of how many good teams there are out, out there now. Because um, they're not even going to mention Golden State. Yep. It wasn't even in the playoffs this year. Now the Lakers have to go through them. And the, and the Clippers... I mean, the Clippers, um, the Nuggets are going to just get better with age. Um, but but it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, do they move off Kuz? Do they move off Danny? Who, I, do, they, who do they keep on? I mean, they're going to get Avery Bradley back. That's huge. That's going to be big. Um, they need to look to move Danny for sure. Kuzma, I'm not, I'm not too worried about because he plays on such a cheap deal. His contract's stupid cheap. And um, just off the bench, I feel like you you need a player like him. I would keep him, even though he's so hot and cold. I'd keep Rondo. Obviously. Uh, you know, Caruso, Dwight, all those guys I'd keep because their play styles aren't going to aren't gonna fall off a cliff, and their impacts aren't going to fall off a cliff with age. Uh, they play a very, like, one-dimensional role. This is their role. This is what they do, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they need another shot creator. That can get a bucket off the bounce. I think if they got a solidified score off the bounce, oh no, this Lakers team is going to repeat. I would literally that's the only reason for me saying for sure, one hundred percent, they're going to repeat. Yeah. If they got someone who can create off the bounce, because they were trying to get D'Lo, they were trying to get D'Lo last off season. Yeah. Now if they had D'Lo on this team, oh no, I'd say no question, you're stupid if you think they're not repeating. Yeah. But would you bring what what, what position would you have D'Lo in off the bench? No, 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 no. I'm no, starting like, D'Lo. I was like, wait, I'm whoa, starting whoa, whoa. D'Lo. I'm starting D'Lo. I'm starting. That's not even a question. Like, D'Lo is starting. It would be D'Lo, AB. AB? Yeah, Avery Bradley. Oh, I was like. Le- LeBron. If, if they like Danny Green, I'd start Danny Green. I'd have LeBron at the four. <laughs> AD at the five. AD at the five with D'Lo. Dwight at the six. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm telling you. But that's, I think, all they need is one solidified shot creator, and they'll be fine. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I can see them repeating. Um, that's all. Like I said, all this is going to depend after the offseason. I'm sure we'll do a ranking prediction Oh yeah, like we always do. But I don't have too much else to say. I, I think you said everything I would have said about LeBron. Um, but, yeah. All righty. Well, thank you all for uh, tuning in. You all have been killing it with the, with the views and the plays recently. So thank you all very, very much. Shout out to our Spotify listeners and everyone across the globe who's tuning in. We're about to check out of this thing. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at D.A. Bartonic. That's at D-A-B-A-R-T-O-N-E-K. Check out my articles. Like, Follow me. Like the podcast. You know, all that good stuff. And I'm out. I did think of one last thing. The Lakers have won 
at the start of every decade for the last three decades. And they won again. And we talked to him, talked about him on our on our Kobe Kobe episode number twenty four. So that's pretty cool. But just follow me on Twitter at Anthony F Joseph Zero. And we out.